Good afternoon, buenas tardes, and buena noche from wherever you are, whenever you are. I'm your host, Liam Kyle McGowan, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Football Dads. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to another beautiful episode of Football Dads. I am your host, Liam. I am joined by my two compatriots, Mateo and John. Hello, guys. Welcome. The other two compatriots are MIA. Hello, and welcome to them. Indeed. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to that. Football dad. Scratch that. We don't want to get sued. Football. Someone yeah. scrub my. F- Someone scrub. Uh, my f- yeah. yeah. Someone delete that. Someone delete that. Someone delete, uh, delete that. that. Delete that. Thanks. There you go. Um, fellow compatriots, wherever you are, whenever you are, whoever you are, hopefully we see you soon. Whoever. Hopefully. In, in whichever universe or realm. Yeah, they're traveling in the multiverse. Okay. So. Uh, you know, they'll be back at some point. Yep, the in the multiverse you get lost. where uh, Real Madrid are the best team in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Ireland is in the multiverse where Manchester United are actually good again. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I find myself traveling to the multiverse where Ibra and Thiago never left in 2011, so I know the feeling, you know. I know the feeling. Yes. You know, but you got to just, you got to come back to reality sometimes. Anyway, let's start. Mateo, please take us away with whichever league you decide to start with. All right. I'm going to start with La Liga for our fellow compatriot of Abdul. Um, On Saturday the 2nd, after the international break, Getafe got off to a 1-0 win over Mallorca with a goal from... um, Borja Mayoral in the 82nd minute. Um, Levante beat Villarreal 2-0 thanks to Morales with a brace. Um, A little upset there. That's crazy, yeah. And now Villarreal have to play uh, Bayern? Yes. (laughs) Yes. They couldn't even beat Levante? Ah, lol. Yes, it's going to be a fun time for Villarreal. Did Did they maybe bench their starters to rest them for the barn game or not at all? Morant. Good question, but still. Moreno played, Pareo played, Abiol, Foyth, Rui, Torres, uh, Coughlin, Aurier came off the bench, Los Celso came off the bench. Uh, possibly. Hmm. Was, I don't know why you would rest them after an international break for... <laughs> for this game but i mean who knows <laughs> um yeah so basically they had those starters <laughs> yeah yep um real madrid beat celta vigo two to one thanks to uh penzima scoring two penalties <laughs> um that just they got three penalties in the game only can convert two um so they're they're going they're paying the refs off well over in La Liga to continue their 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 wins, and uh, as they should. And I mean, uh, wait, huh? What? 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 Um, Atletico Madrid beat Deportivo Alaves four one. Um, Joao Felix scored a brace. Suarez scored a brace. It was funny. Joao Felix was like, um, Suarez told me to score because he had me on his fantasy team. So he scored two. Hilarious. Helping out his his, his bro. Um, so they, they absolutely dominated it. 
dominated uh, Deportivo Alaves. On Sunday, Athletic Club beat Elche 2-1. Real Betis beat Osawuna 4-1. Granada and Real Vallecano tied 2-2. Valencia and Cadiz played to a 0-0 draw. Must have been one hell of a parking the bus game. Uh, and then the the game of the week was Barcelona against Sevilla. Barcelona scored. Uh, Barcelona won one zero thanks to Pedri scoring in the seventy second minute, a very nasty goal. Um, that ended up taking Barcelona actually into the second place currently. Um, it's getting a little spicy for for second through fourth really. And, um, I mean, Barca also has a game in hand, so if they win that, they're only nine points off of Real Madrid, so it kind of gets a little spicier now. Um, Monday, Real Sociedad beat Espanyol, uh, one to nil, thanks to Isak scoring in the 96th minute to a, with a penalty, so lit. Um, for the table, Real Madrid's in first with 69 points, Barcelona's in second with 57 with a game in hand, Atletico Madrid is in third with 57. Uh, Sevilla is in fourth with 57. And then you have Real Betis with 53 in fifth. Real Sociedad in sixth with 51. And then Villarreal in seventh with 45. Um, at the bottom of the table, you have Mallorca with 26. Levante with 22. Deportivo Alves with 22 as well. Um, for the top scores of this league, you have... Karim Benzema with 24. You have Juan Mi from Real Betis with 14. And then you have Vinny with 14. And then you have Raul de Tomas with 14. And Enes Unal with 14 as well. So you got a bunch of them with 14. Vinny's been on a, a little cold streak. So he's been he's been cooling down a little bit. Um, with assist, you still have Benzema with 11. You now have... Usman Dembele with 10 in second. Oscar Trejo with 9. And then you have Munain, Alaba, Frutos, and Darder all with 7. Um, and then with the good old clean sheets, you have Alex Ramiro with 17 out of 27 from Real Sociedad. And then you have Thibaut Courtois, 12 out of 30. Uh, Rui with 12 out of 20, 30, 26, and then uh, Bonu with 12 out of 24. So those guys are all tied with, with um, in second place. Um, let's see. Not too bad. It's kind of saucy. You got a bunch of people with two red cards. Go figure. Um, one of one of the goats, uh, Kunde, has two reds. My my man. <laughs> it's beautiful. PK with one. We love to see it. Um, anyways, that pretty much wraps up good old La Liga. It's kind of getting a little... If, if Barca is to win their game in hand, it, op- it only leaves a nine-point gap in between, so that gets a little spicy um, instead of it being a much bigger gap than it was before. And Real Madrid looked to have some of the tougher games... I would I would say they have to play Sevilla, they have to play Atletico Madrid. Um they have to play Real Betis. So they play a couple tough a couple a 
couple of tough teams on top of if they go through in the Champions League. It'll mix that up a little bit more. So it could make a, a good little run, especially if Barcelona keeps up their form with uh, with how they've been playing and everything. They do have a lot easier of a schedule for sure um, down the stretch. Their only real main challenge, I would say, would be Real Betis. Otherwise, they play pretty easy teams that I think they could handle pretty easily. So it might get a little interesting on the line of good old La Liga. Honestly, got to give um, Xavi props. OD. I said it. Turn Barcelona around. I said it when they when they got him. You just got to give him time. You have to let him yeah. implement implement his ways. I mean, I still think this isn't his full the full force because he doesn't have his full team yet. Like I still think like there's still some pieces missing. It sucks to say right. we'll probably get like PK out of the way, Alba out of the way, Busquets out of the way, bring in some younger like younger talents like Cassie. Um a few other people, you also got to get rid of the dead weight of Amtiti, Longley, like some of the other signings that have been mistakes and stuff like that. You have to figure out contracts with some certain players as well. Um, they just recently, I think from what I saw from um, uh, Romano, he said that uh, they have just started opening up contracts again with Dembele to re-sign him. And then they're looking they said that Araujo has, has a, agreed to a uh, to a contract extension, which is good because he they were like he was possibly looking at other options because Barca was looking at um, at Rudiger and Christensen since they're both up for for grabs and stuff. But mm. I think they're like oh, we, we'll keep Araujo, but I think they should still go after Christensen and and probably start sitting PK or something like that as well. It's just, you know, to see PK finally leave and like all these big, like Jordi Alba and Busquets, like, like Kessie has, has definitely been brought in to replace Busquets. Even though every time I see Busquets play, I still think he's a quality CDM. Oh no, yeah, for sure. But it's it's getting to the point where like, it's like a changing of the old guard in a way where you really just got to like, they've done what they've needed to do. They've played, they've played to their best ability. Um, They've won everything they've needed to with the team and stuff like that. I feel like it's now time to like take a step back, realize that like we can still play at a high caliber, but if we want to see like the club that you love succeed, you're going to have to step back at some point. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. Let like, like other younger, better players, like take your spot, you know, and, and let them really, really shine. Even though like to say that, but yet like under Xavi, they're, they're still performing excellent, you know, and Danny Alves has come back in at what, like 30, 3,500 years old. And, is able to ball out like he's been balling out. So I don't know. It's tough. Because, yeah, it's like, true. Because like he's 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 resurged. PK under Coman was terrible. Kuman was terrible, but now like they they're on like an incredible win streak and playing great at the back and everything like that. So I really don't know like 
they still could have a couple years in them still, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's just to revamp the team, I think, is is one thing that they that I think Xavi wants to do, but we got to wait and see for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. La Liga. Spicy. spicy. Another spicy league is Syria. Yes. Although this was a sad, sad Syria week for me. I mean, ay, yay, ay, yay, yay. So, as a Milan fan, we'll start off with Milan Bologna. <sighs> you should say it properly, Liam. Milan against Bologna. Yeah, Milan against Bologna, Lone, Lone. A Bologna sandwich. Look, we needed to win the game. We didn't. We didn't lose the game, thank God. It wasn't like that Spezia game a month or two ago. You know, where it, it, I mean, it, it was absolutely just like the Spezia game. Couldn't finish, finished once in the Spezia game, attacked, 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 and Spezia caught us on the counter and got a 2 1 win. I'm going to talk about Spezia later, though, by the way. Shout out to Tiago Morta. He's really saved Spezia from relegation. Beat Venezia last week. I mean, yeah, beat Valencia just a couple days ago, or maybe even like yesterday, I think. But back to the Milan game, Milan should have won. If we won, my 87-rated Liao in FIFA would have went up to 88. Just disappointment beyond belief. Because this was supposed to be the week that Milan you know, um, jump ahead. Inter was playing Juve. Napoli was playing Atalanta. They both won their games. They put the pressure on us, and we faltered. So we had our chances. Uh, Giroud had about three chances, two headers. Couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. You got to give credit to um, <clears throat> Skorupski. He had a fantastic game in Bologna's net. I mean, just disappointing overall. Bologna didn't really show too much. They were playing for the draw. They were fine with a point. Milan had to break them down, and we couldn't. We had chances. Ibra had a good header. Him and Gary Medell clashed, and Gary Medell had to get taken off the pitch poor guy but just couldn't finish you know what i mean that was the number one problem and that's been the problem for milan the the strikers you know and i guess unfortunately in these crucial pressure high pressure games we continue to falter in that attack and a lot of people i was looking at the comments a lot of people are blaming brahim diaz they don't know why he keeps playing they don't know why he's starting he doesn't link up i get it but you know, I think that type of player, that small, agile, he's got, he's, he's ambidextrous. He can use both his feet. I have faith in Brahim Diaz. I really do. I've seen him come on and change games. So I'm going to keep, he's on a bit of a goal drought. I'm going to, if I was, if I'm Pioli, I'm going to keep playing Brahim Diaz. So it wasn't the result we wanted. At least we didn't lose. Milan nil, Bologna nil. Next game, Verona Genoa. We had uh, Simeone getting on the score sheet early, early in the game, the fifth minute. He now brings his goal tally up to, I believe, 16. That's correct. He's got third place locked up. They really needed a win. Genoa were trying to win two in a row for the first time this season. They could not. Verona won. Genoa nil. <sighs> the other big, terrible game for me was Juventus versus Inter. Yeah. FIFA did this other promo called Showdown. 
where they pick two players, a, a player from each team that are playing against each other. They picked my American boy, Weston McKinney. I'm still if, crying, Liam. Weston, huh? I'm still crying about that SPC. It's about not getting that upgrade. Me too, bro. Me too, bro. They gave Weston McKinney a card and they gave Marcelo Brozovic from Inter a card, both 89 rated. Whichever team won in real life, that card gets a plus two. Could have had a 91-rated American Weston McKinney. Oh! Alas, Juventus, just like Milan against Bologna. I swear I watched both these games and I was getting the same vibes, except Bologna didn't get a strange penalty. And Juventus just could not finish. Juventus hit the crossbar in the 13th minute with Chiellini. Uh, Locatelli came off injured. Zakaria comes on. He hits the post. Vlaovic with a beautiful header. He misses the target. Morata puts in balls in the box. Nobody can finish them. Dybala hits just wide of the post a couple of times. You know what I mean? It could not finish. I know Allegri must have been so angry. Inzaghi somehow squeezed a result out of the Derby de Italia. I don't understand how he managed to do that, but... They got Inter got a penalty in the like last minute of the first half, and then um, Chesney, who has saved three out of four penalties this season, saved it. But because I believe it was delict, he came off. The call was encroachment before Hakan Chalunungu took the penalty. Delict was running off of the the line, so he had to retake the penalty, and Hakan converted it. Um. You know, I'm sure Moise Keane is a good guy, but he came on for Juventus and the attack just faltered. I mean, terrible performance from Moise Keane. And honestly, the other subs, Bernadeschi, I don't know why he's in a Juventus jersey. Um, I think that's Juventus's title run over. So props to Inter for getting that result. Sampdoria Roma, Roma won 1-0. Tammy Abraham could have scored at least a brace. I mean, he missed an open goal practically. Um, props to the entire Roma team. They are unbeaten in over 10 games now. And that Ooh. is a good achievement for Mourinho, considering this is a team that lost 6-1 to Bodo Glint. You know what I mean? They beat Lazio in the derby. So Roma's on the up. Finally, I think that's the first time I've said that in this podcast. They're eking out wins. They got the 1-0 win against Sampdoria. Mkhitaryan scored the goal. Beautiful setup. He set up the entire team play. It was one touch pass and it was switching the play. And then all of a sudden, they were one pass away from the penalty box and Mkhitaryan put it away. Beautiful team. Mourinho goal. Roma won. Sampdoria no. Udinese destroyed Cagliari 5-1. It was the Beto show. Pecao opened the scoring. In the, I mean, Jao Pedro opened the scoring in the 32nd minute. Beautiful little link up with uh, fellow Brazilian Galper. Um little like it, it was on like a half volley finesse with his left foot for Jao Pedro right into the top left corner beautiful beautiful like classy goal but despite that Udinese said okay we'll do you four better and they won 5-1 uh, Beto had a hat trick Molina had a fantastic goal um, Grassi got a red card for Cagliari in the 82nd minute so uh, really terrible result for um, Cagliari's coach what's his name Walter Mazzari He'll be uh, he'll be in the drawing room trying to figure out what happened there. The other big game this week for me as a Milan fan was Atalanta versus Napoli. I was hoping for at least a draw. I thought Atalanta 
although they're missing key players now, Atalanta, Duvan Zapata's season seems to be over. Um, Muriel, he d- cannot play the full 90. So they're having to adapt. And because of these adaptations, Napoli were pretty much at full strength without um, Victor Osimen. He was out for this game. Merton started, drew the penalty, and Signe put it away. Politano finished a beautiful free kick play right off the training ground for Napoli. They dispatched Atalanta. They really did. Atalanta had about two good chances and got one goal out of it. But uh, they put the pressure on us. Insane. Fiorentina beat Empoli 1-0. They continued to eke out results without Vlaovic. The Argentinian, Nicolo Gonzalez, got the goal for Fiorentina. Next game was Salniatana Torino. I know for a fact Bellotti will be feeling happy. He scored. He got Torino the winner. He could have had a break. He could have had a hat trick. Hit the crossbar in like the 70th minute. Drew a penalty. Missed the penalty. And then had to retake that penalty because of the same call encroachment. So did he make the second He put the penalty away on the second. second I was about to be like, did he did he at least make it the second time? Yeah, he made it. He made it. Thank same goodness. place, same spot. Goalkeeper, uh, uh, Town's goalkeeper. I forget his name, but he he actually did have a good game. Sepe, he did have a good game. Italian, he's a good goalkeeper. But uh wasn't enough Town to take the loss. Next good game was the Lazio versus Sassuolo. Lazio coming off that derby loss. Lazzar, um, Lazari, beautiful goal. Milinkovic with an even better goal. And Traore in the 94th minute, Tassuolo maybe thought they could get something, but it just wasn't enough time. Lazio really needed that response. I'm sure Mauricio Sadi said to them, listen, guys, we lost the derby. You got to win this game. And last but certainly not least, Spezia versus Venezia. Shout out to Tiago Mota. He has beat some big teams this season. He beat Milan. He beat Napoli. He beat either Napoli. I mean, I said Napoli. Either Atalanta or... Um, or someone else, I forget. He's beaten big teams, and now he's beaten the teams at the bottom of the table to give Spezia points to keep them in the Serie A. 94th minute, Yassi with a winner. I mean, this was this was a brawl. Venezia were on attack. Spezia were on attack. There was, oh, there was only defense if another team was attacking. There was no parking the bus. It was just straight out attack, attack, attack. And both of these teams knew they were vital three points. Spezia got it. Tiago Mota has really shown some good coaching ability with this team, I must admit. I must admit. It was the battle of the Ezias. Yeah, it was the battle of the Ezias. They're very similar teams in the way they're said. Spezia and Venezia. So, to wrap up Serie A, top of the table is Milan, 67 points. Napoli, 66. Inter, 63. It's close. It might come down to the last game for the Serie A. Well, Inter, Inter also has a game in hand, so if they win that game... Inter also has that game in hand against Bologna. And let's see if they do... You know, I'll be so angry if Inter, like, destroy Bologna 4-1. <laughs> and it's crazy because they did that this season. Inter put five goals on Bologna. Yeah, and so we couldn't put do, one. If they do that again, yeah, it just goes to show, like, damn. We, we just yeah, better you know? So Juventus are fourth with 59. Roma, Leapfrog. Well, Roma keep the lead over Lazio because of that derby win with two points. 54 with for Roma to Lazio's 52. Atalanta and Fiorentina are just 
two points out from Europe's competition. Fiorentina 50, Atalanta 51. Mm. And Verona are now a top 10 team in ninth place, Sassuolo in 10. The last three, Venezia, Genoa, Salmiotana. Cagliari are three points safe. Spezia are 10 points safe from Venezia. So gotta give it gotta give that to Tiago Motta. They were a relegation team and now they're not. Chiro Immobile, 21 goals. Vlaovic, 21 goals. I mean, Vlaovic should have had. Oh, just forget it. I'm almost done. Giovanni Simeone, 16. Tammy Abraham, 15. Domenico Barardi, 14. Tied with Lautaro Martinez is 14. Assists, we still have Domenico Barardi leading with 11. Barella with 9. Malinkovic tied with Barella for second with 9. And then a whole bunch of people in 8th, including Luis Alberto, Candreva, and Calcan Chalanungu. Yellow cards, Mancini for Roma has the most. Red cards, we have a bunch of people tied. Hey, good old Milan player, Teo Hernandez with two, along with Nicolo Zaniolo and Roberto Soriano. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, you guys. It's gonna be crazy. Inter are playing Verona, Verona next week. Napoli are playing Fiorentina. That's gonna be great. Sassuolo are playing Atalanta. That's going to be great. And Torino play Milan. I mean, I think Milan should really beat Torino unless they do the same thing they did for the last couple of years, which is just play for draws. I really hope they don't. They got that win. Hopefully, they're like, let's see if we can take it to Milan. And they expose themselves and Milan can win. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Syria is... This is probably this has absolutely been the most entertaining season of Syria in the last decade since 2011 for sure, in my opinion at least. Fair enough. Indeed, indeed. Moving on, John. I hope your brain is at halftime because we're yes, ready. My brain is at halftime. Yes. Um. Okay. Legum. Starting off Saturday. Nice played Rennes to a 1-1 draw with both Andy Delort and Terrier scoring. Um, both players pretty high up on the goal-scoring charts. So, and uh, Lille and Bordeaux, 0-0 draw. Lille had a 3.04 expected goals to Bordeaux's 0.06. It should not come as any surprise that Bordeaux's 0-0. <laughs> you know, like, expected goals, like, if you have three expected goals... Like, that's a lot of chances you created. Um, they missed four big chances. Bordeaux's goalkeepers made me out of the match, and I'm definitely going to check those highlights out because I know some crazy stuff had to happen in that game. I mean, they had Lilo 22 shots to Bordeaux's two. So uh, crazy for Bordeaux to have, have, have gotten that point. On, uh, on Sunday, Strasbourg beat Lens 1-0 with a New York A-Pen. Then we had Nantes beating Claremont foot 3-2. Monaco beat Mets 2-1. Ben Yedder and Boadu getting on the score sheet. Brest beat Montpellier 2-1. Uh, Marseille with a big 4-2 win over Saint-Étienne. Started off very shaky. Saint-Étienne scored in the ninth minute. But... Um, Marseille were able to come back. They had a Paye pen in the 45th, um, an own goal by a St. Etienne player to turn the game around and make it 2-1. Another penalty in the 68th, which Diang converted 
and then was told he had to retake. I don't know why. I think it was encroachment. And but then he retook it, put it in the same corner, and scored anyway. Good and old encroachment. What happened? Good old encroachment. Yeah. And then Harit, Amin Harit, uh, finished the day up. Uh, well, he made it 4-1. St. Etienne got one back late, but didn't really matter. Marseille are still looking good in second place. Now, for the most important game of the week for Liam and I, at least I hope for Liam and I, it was Troy's against Beautiful Rome. Troy. Yes, 1-0 versus Reims. Yes. That beautiful Eric Palmer. Plus two upgrade. But Clean sheet and a win. He came in and then came off, though? Like, tell me yeah, he's not so injured, Yeah, so he bro. seems to be... I hope he's not injured. I think he might be injured. If he makes two more appearances, we get a, a, a 74. As of right now, we'll have a 73, which I'm pretty happy with. They won in the 93rd minute. Wait, 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 wait. He's getting plus two for one game, John? Yes, because he got his team kept the clean sheet, and they won. So you get one upgrade if your team wins once in the next five. You get an upgrade if you're, if you're as a defender, if your team takes one clean sheet in the next five. And then you get an upgrade if you make three appearances in the next five games. So he's made one appearance, albeit he might be injured. I don't think His so. team won, think, so that's an upgrade. It, I think it was more of a... Like attacking substitution tactical. because they put... I hope it was a tactical put, sub. Because they put Rypart in for him and he ended up scoring in the 93rd minute. So I feel like it's more that. tactical than, than him yeah. getting injured. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats, it seemed that Troy uh, Troy had more of the ball. We're creating more. They had a higher expected goal um, than Reims. So makes sense. Just happy that he gets those plus two. That, the, like He got the two hardest ones, which was win a game and keep a clean Yeah, that's clean crazy. Yeah. Nice. Very happy with that. Very happy. Um, yeah, big ups. So wait a minute. Oh, but that's not the same for CDMs, right? Like midfield. No, so, so midfielders need to score or assist in the next five. Assist, yeah, but it's a yeah. single goal or a single assist. Five games to do it, you know. Yeah, it's tough. High it's tough Why? Who are you thinking about, Sonali? Yeah. It's tough for a CDM. That's the issue. Yeah, it is. That's super tough for a CDM, bro. You never know, though. Keep your eyes peeled. True. Yeah, one free kick, and you know I'm good. <laughs> Lucas, I mean, I know that we haven't spoken about the prem yet, but Lucas Mora came in for like the last ten minutes of the Tottenham game and got an assist off rep and got his quick plus two. So I heard you. You never know. When do Tenali, we? Tenali might, might might pull it off. Still got four games to go. When do we see these upgrades? Uh, I, be, I sh- we should see them tomorrow. I think. I think every Wednesday when the team of the week comes out, they tend to upgrade cards like this. Okay. Um, so, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll see some changes tomorrow. Yep. So, for the next game, which was very entertaining, you had Lyon beat Anier 3-2. So, uh, start off with Lyon scoring with Moussa Dembele in 26 minute. Anier tied the game, and almost instantly after, another Moussa Dembele go with a very beautiful assist by Paqueta. He did, um, I don't know how to describe the move, but basically Dembele passed to him. He stood there rolled the ball behind him and then around him, kind of like a, you know, like the Ronaldo chop, but not the Ronaldo chop, if that makes sense, because he rolled it. Uh, so the top so chop. He rolled it behind his heel. It was a nice assist. You guys should check it out if you get the chance. And Moose and Nabella finished that. Um, Anyer tied the game a few minutes later, but then on his very first touch, or what I'm pretty sure is his very first touch, 
just signed literally a few days ago from Shakhtar Donetsk. Brazilian Tete came in and scored the winning goal, winning the game for Lyon 3-2. So, Ted, so remember the rules around the Ukrainian league and the Russian league mean that players are allowed to sign for other teams on loan, and that's exactly what happened with Tete. And uh, just awesome start for him at Lyon there. So that's a 3-2 win. Very good for Lyon. And then the final game of the week, PSG absolutely destroyed Lorient. Oh, absolute show by Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. I think this is the match everyone's been waiting for from the three of them. Um, to be fair, it was it was a lot. It was mostly the Mbappe show. I mean, he had uh, two goals and three assists. Participated in every single goal. He was just unstoppable yesterday. Um, not yesterday, Sunday, sorry. So phenomenal game for him. Really solid game for Neymar. His, his second goal, he... Uh, Absolutely destroyed a player with a nutmeg, gave it to Mbappe, who gave it back for the goal. And uh, he made a comment to the media. Apparently, the French media had been saying he'd been going to, to training drunk. So in his interview, <laughs> he, had said, uh, he had said, yeah, I scored that goal because I was drinking too much beer. So he, he basically <laughs> said, like, the beer helped him score the goal, sarcastically. But it was uh, probably true. Yeah. All right. So um, let's get into the player <laughs> stuff. So top scorer, um, you know, Ben Yedder scoring a lot of goals. Um, I really thought Mbappe was going to be top scorer, but it turns out he's not. Ben Yedder with 18 goals um, in the league. He is isolated at the very top. Then you have Martin Terrier from who? Rennes, who only has a single inform, yet he is at 17 goals this season. Which is it's crazy how FIFA he FIFA has not given him any special cards. He has a single inform at left wing, and this man has 17 goals. That's it. Mbappe also with 17, having scored two this past weekend, followed by Terrier's teammate Laborde with 14, um, making Rens Rens has the highest scoring duo. Laborde actually, while having three less three less goals, has a lot more informs. He has two informs, headliner card, and a player of the month. So I don't know why they're doing my man's Terrier like this, but um, I still think he's killing it. Jonathan David has been playing. I don't know if he's been playing bad, but man, oh man, he is not scoring anymore. I mean, for the first, I want to say he had like 10, 11 goals after like the first 10 games of the season. And now he's been stuck at 13 for like, the last 15 so he's really not getting goals for Lille for some reason he's in a way worse form than he was early on in the season um Moussa Nibale also been with 12 goals for Lyon having a pretty nice resurgence recently got a brace this weekend um off to assists no surprise here Kylian Mbappe 13 assists he's been absolutely waltzing through the league um you know best player in the league by a long margin right that's 30 goal uh, goal contributions in the league this season, much more than anyone else. Um, Benjamin Beauregard, Guad, I don't know how to pronounce that, is in second for assist with 11, followed by Messi with 10. Um, over to... By the way, Mbappe has 18 big chances missed, meaning he could potentially have wow. up to 18 more goals this season. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, he's killing it. Yeah, besides the fact that he's missed like every goal. 
He's he's still pretty high up in the score sheet. Oh, no, I know. And then Walter Benitez uh, holds the the clean sheet record at 12. Um, So taking a look at the table, right, obviously PSG have already won the league. Um, They are 12 points clear of Marseille in second. So Marseille's been stringing together some some, some decent games. Um, They're holding on to that second-place position, that guaranteed Champions League group stage next year, that guaranteed money. Um, which is really important. But Rennes are threatening them. Rennes at 53. Actually, everyone's threatening them. Because between Marseille and, I want to say, 10th place Lens, there are only 12 points of difference. Meaning that a lot, a lot can change before the season ends. With eight games to go. Um, so yeah, Marseille's at 56. Rennes is in third, which is the spot that guarantees you the Champions League playoff. So you have to play a, a, a few matches before you get into the group stage. They have 53 points. So they're three points off Marseille. Anything could happen there. That five for a second is, is very open. Strasbourg in fourth with 51 and Nice in fifth with 51. So like I said, there's, there's very few points here between these, these teams. Um, a lot can change here from these top five, right? Fourth place goes into the Europa League. Fifth place goes into the Europa Conference League. So there's still a lot to play for. Monaco and Lille just outside of those top five positions, each with 47 points. Two teams who have had a lot of success recently. They know that they should be in that top five. Um, They're really going to be fighting for it and and trying to dig deep to get there before the season ends. Nantes in eighth with 45. Lyon in ninth with 45. Two more teams, Lyon in particular, who are, once again, they really need to get it together and push for a really strong last eight games here to really get into some sort of European competition for the next season. So a lot to play for in Ligue 1. I think we'll see till the very last day. Um, and these positions will, will change drastically over time. As of right now, Bordeaux and Mets look really bad. They are in relegation spots, 23 points each, um, four points off. The relegation playoff spot, which is now filled by Saint-Étienne, who have 27 points. Saint-Étienne, nice little resurgence. They might save themselves. Clermont Foot and Lorient um, in very threatening positions. They're only one point ahead of Saint-Étienne, so they're at 28. Um, so they're really in danger for um, lose, for getting into that uh, relegation qualification spot. But also, if Mets or Bordeaux can string together a couple of points... And they can they can really sink those two teams down as well into full relegation. Um, but that's uh, and I guess Troy and Anya have thirty two points. They're uh, they're five points off of Saint Etienne, but I think with two teams below them, you know, they're, 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 someone's breathing down their neck a little bit, but it's not you know it's not too bad. But uh, interesting league, interesting to see who's going to get those European spots. So I'll keep you guys posted. And that's it for me. Very nice. Very nice. (sighs) Into a sad time for me in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I thought Arsenal would beat Crystal Palace, bro. Of course not. We're trash. Um, Saturday, April 2nd. Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira knows your ins and outs, man. (laughs) Liverpool Liverpool beat Watford 2-0. Uh, pretty easily. They handled themselves easily. Brighton and Norwich played to a exhilarating game. It was a 0-0 game. 
to be fair, though, Brighton had an expected goals of three to Norwich's .4. So, again, sort of like Bordeaux. Uh, Brighton had 31 total shots. Uh, so, Norwich's six. That's so, crazy. One hell of a game there. Wow. Yes. I hate, I hate, uh... I hate Brighton, so Neil Malpay sucks. Agreed. I don't like him. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> suck. Uh, Man City beat Burnley pretty easily as well. Um, Raheem Sterling with a brace of assists. They took care of business. Um, Brentford battered Chelsea 4 1. Dude, yeah, that crazy was, game. What a great I can't, game. I couldn't believe my. Rudiger's goal was nasty, though. He, he kicked Chelsea. that from deep. Rudiger's goal was crazy, bro. Rudiger scored in the 48th, and then it just it went downhill from there. Brentford's floodgates to score in the 50th. Shout out to Ericsson. That plus two upgrade coming his way, too. And then the 60th. Yep, Ericsson had a goal. Goal to win. My guy had a goal. 92 coming. And they won that game. <clears throat> Leeds and Southampton drew a 1-1 game. Um, pretty even matchup. Um would have been nice for Leeds to continue their winning ways under uh, Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. What are they, that would have been their third game in a row, right? Yep. Jack Harrison scored, though, so that's that's lit. Yes, sir. Um, I had Jack Harrison trained by me, by the way. Exactly. You know, I, I helped him get where he is today. Literally, yes. Um, that's good to know. Wolves beat Aston Villa 2-1. to one. Thanks to Johnny opening the scoring in the seventh minute, and then an own goal by Ashley Young in the thirty-sixth, and then Ollie. Watkins, I love my wolves, baby. And then Ollie Watkins scoring in the eighty-sixth minute via penalty. Um, and then to finish out that Saturday, you had Leicester and Man U tying one-one. Um, should have been. Uh, there was a goal ruled out because of a foul in the eightieth minute. That took away Leicester's 2 1 uh, advantage. So it ended as a 1 1 draw. On yeah, Sunday, it was a foul. Yeah. It was 100% a foul, though. Yeah. I saw it. I was watching fair, the highlights. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, kinda, I, I watched it, and it definitely looked like both teams had massive opportunities. But again, like, even game of they didn't, like, I, I don't know if they didn't want to push or whatever, but they were just being mediocre, both of them. Mm. Um. West Ham beat Everton on Sunday, two to one. Um, Everton just. Richarlison needs to get it together for tomorrow because I want his ninety-one. I mean, to be fair, it, it's tough because they they ended up tying it, and then in the fifty-ninth, uh, West Ham scored two one, and then Michael King got a second yellow card to make it a red card yeah. in the in the sixty-fifth. So then from there, they just couldn't really put on an attacking front to. To try to go back for the lead against them, or to try. But it's to crazy because there's no reason with this. They have a great squad, and they've played some great soccer last year. Yeah, and like, the squad's said, really right? unchanged. Like it's just the coach, just Ancelotti, that left, and they are. And like I mean, Frank Lampard's there right now, right? And he was he's been doing a good job coaching, but like, dang, dude, like it's really upsetting to see. And and if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have seen their schedule to end up end the Premier League, it's awful. I think they play the entire top six in like their last eight games or the last ten games or something. Manchester United, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, and then they play Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. Like it's, it's, I don't, 
It's exciting. It's See spicy. you later, Everton. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's spicy. That's for sure. Um, but I need. I just need them to beat. A, who do they play? It's, uh, they play a Burnley tomorrow. Yes. Burnley is actually lower than them on the table. They I play, need them to get this W. It's an important Whitehorse. W for them. They need. And I need that Richarlison plus we need, two. We need that white horse to get upgraded. No, thank you. Yes. The king himself. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Um. And then on the finish up the Sunday game, you had Tottenham absolutely battered Newcastle uh, 5-1. Newcastle ended up scoring first, and shortly after they gave up the lead. And then from there, it was just uh, an annihilation. Um, And then on Monday, Crystal Palace absolutely battered Arsenal 3-0. After the first goal, it was quite evident that I mean, honestly, before even before the first goal, it was quite evident that Arsenal were going to get hammered. At least I knew we weren't going to win that game just because of how the team was set up, and not even because was Gabriel playing, huh? Or is he still out? Was Gabriel playing, or is he still out? No, Gabriel Ben White were playing. Ramsdale came back from injury, but having both the backups, backup fullbacks playing really just doesn't. F- didn't work out clearly. Um, yeah. Tierney is a big part, and I feel like that, especially the first goal, Tierney, like Tavares folded against Anderson to for the header to, to go back into play for uh, Mateta to score the first goal. And the second goal, um, it was like a tipped pass by Gabriel that just slipped through, and then Tavares couldn't keep up with him, which I feel like Tierney definitely would have been able to, but. Tavares just was left in no man's land and didn't know how to handle it. Um, so I it just the backups, backup fullbacks really are a big issue for us and clearly clearly going to be a struggle for us, especially because we won't have tyranny for the rest of the year. And I don't know when we'll get Tomiyasu back. So what kind of injury did he get? Who? Um, tyranny. Probably a meniscus or something because it's not an ACL, or because they would have said it. And but there's like he said there was a he like busted up his knee. So I, and it's it's clearly not as serious as they're saying because they would have said ACL and he would have been out for a lot longer. But they said he's gonna get surgery and he'll be back within like like two months. So I think it's just like a meniscus a meniscus tear and he has to just get it repaired. Um, but I, I, I was thinking about this, like, since you won't have, I don't know when Tommy Alice is coming back. The big thing that Arsenal should do is just switch to five back or something where you play holding white and Gabrielle in the middle. And then you play, um, you play like Martinelli and somebody else at the right back or Cedric, I guess, but don't play Tavares and, and just play it like that. You guys have played soccer there before. Yeah, exactly. Or play like three in the back and play five in the midfield or six in the midfield or something like that. I don't know because playing with Tavares is, is clearly a handicap. Partey came off injured as well, which is a big blow because I don't know how long he'll be out for, but Lakonga uh, actually looked decent coming in, but tough because we have a very tough stretch of games coming up after uh, these we have 
after Brighton and Southampton, we play Chelsea, Man U, West Ham. So, tough stretch of games. Oh, two easy games. Two, like, super easy games. And then we play Leeds, and then we play Tottenham away as well. So we Three can, easy games. We have tough-ass games coming up. I we, no, have no, no. To, we have to figure shit out, or else it's just gonna go. It's gonna go south very quickly. You're um, gonna cook Tottenham. You're gonna cook Man U, and you're gonna definitely cook Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Chelsea, Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, um, for the player stats, Mohamed Salah is at twenty. Yota is at fourteen. Ingming Sun is now at fourteen, and Sadio Mane including Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Kane, are at 12. Yotas, um, I just want to say, I was reading something about how this weekend he scored his, I think, seventh header in the league. That man's like 5'7". He's really, apparently he's really good at jumping and uh, timing his, his runs into the box. To sc- he scores way too many headers. It's kind of crazy. No, yeah, very true. Um, for assist, Trent leads with 11. Robertson and Salah with 10, Pogba with 9, Bowen with 8. Um, they really haven't changed for the assist leaders at all. Um, for clean sheets, we have uh, Ederson with 17, Allison with 17, and then Ramsdale with 12, and then Jose Sa, Hugo Lloris, and Eduard Mendy with 11 each. Um, otherwise, that pretty much ramps it up. Uh, wraps it up. Um, I'm reading. Yeah, it just said he felt discomfort, Liam. I don't know what it actually says, but he's having knee surgery in like two days. I'm pretty sure. Surgery, jeez. Fair enough. Yeah, but and what about Tomiyasu? He's a season injury. No. Season-ending injury. No. I don't believe so, but he's been out for like two months now. Um, I'm not too sure with with Tommy. Uh, they said like he came out pretty much end of February, and he hasn't been able to come back yet with a calf injury. So I'm not too sure. I wish he was back already. Cedric has been garbage. <laughs> Cedric. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Partey. I forgot he was on Arsenal. Yeah, and then Partey got a, an injury as well with his thigh, so that could be a extent a, a long extending injury as well. So I don't know. Mm. We'll see. That wraps up the good old Prem, though, and I'll move on to the good old Bundesliga. Bundesliga on Friday. Bundesliga. Union Berlin beat Köln 1-0 on April 1st, thanks to Iwanoe in the 49th minute. Um, Armenia Belfield and Stuttgart played to a 1-1 draw on Saturday. Um, Leverkusen beat Hertha BSC 2-1. Frankfurt and Guthafruth played out to an exhilarating 0-0 draw. Uh, Frankfurt had 21 shots to Guthafruth's 4. Expected goals only to a 1.7, though, to a 0.5. So, not that big of a... Not a huge gap compared to the other two games. Um, Bayern Munchen beat Freiburg 4-1. 
um, goals from Goretzka, Nabry, Coman, and Sabitzer. Um, Joshua Kimmich had a goal and an assist. No, he just had an assist. Um, Nabry had a goal and an assist. Upa had an assist as well. Spicy. Um, Bochum beat Hoffenheim 2-1. And then Leipzig absolutely battered Dortmund 4-1. Lamer with a, with a double, and Kunku with a goal, and then Omo with a goal as well. Um, I'll probably give the inform to Denny Omo. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be to it'll be to Mr. Lamer. Or, or yeah, or Lamer, but definitely not Nkunku. Well, Lamer had two goals and an assist, so why would they give it to Nkunku? Because they. Sh- <laughs> you don't even have a Bundesliga team anymore, Liam. Yeah, I don't know why I care. I don't. I know don't why know why you care. Um, on Sunday, Wolfsburg got battered by Osberg three to zero. Um. They scored in the first minute, like very first minute, um, one to go up 1-0, and then they scored in the 63rd, and then the 69th. Um, and then the last game, Mainz tied Montengladbach 1-1. Um, looked like a pretty even attacking match, honestly. They both had over 15 shots on tar- 15 shots over... One uh, Montengladbach had seven shots on target. Mines had ten, so it was just straight shot for shot. Um, Mines was only able to get the the one goal out of it, though. Um, Somero played out of his mind, clearly, to to keep him steadied at at uh, a one one draw. Um, for the table, Bayern Munich continues to grow their lead against Dortmund. They're in first with sixty six. Dortmund's in second with 57. Leverkusen's in third with 51. Leipzig's in fourth now with 48. They've jumped in. And hopefully they stay. Freiburg is in fifth with 45. Hoffenheim is in sixth with 44. Union Berlin is in seventh with 41. And then at the bottom for the relegation qualification, you have Armenia Belfield slipping in. Down there. And then you have Hertha BSC with 26 as well. So they're both tied with 26. Except Hertha BSC has a negative 32 goal differential. Compared to Arminia Belfield's negative 16. And then in 18th you have good old Guther Fruth staying down there with 16 points. Good old Guther Fruth. Um, top goal scorer you have... Good Lee- old Guther Fruth. Good old Guther. You have Robert Lewandowski with 31 goals. Then you have Patrick Sheik with 20, Nkunku with 16, Holland with 15, uh, with 16, sorry, and then Modest with 15. Um, and then with assist, you have Muller with 16, Nkunku with 11, Wirtz with 10, Kimmich, and Diaby with 9. Diaby's having a good year. He has 12 goals, 9 assists. Spicy. And then for the clean sheets, you have Zentner still with 9. You have Flecken with 9, and then you have Gigowitz with 8, as well as Castiles and Neuer tied all together with 8 clean sheets. And that wraps up the good old Bundesliga. Beautiful. Do you guys hear that dog? Yes, I do. He is... <laughs> yeah, me too. 
That talk is going crazy. My apologies, everybody. Yo, my window's closed, too. Like, that talk is going crazy. He's wolfing out of his mind right now. He's wolfing out of his mind. All of Harlem can hear that dog right now. Yes, guaranteed. I think I hear him from Brooklyn. I don't know what I'm just gonna mute myself for right now until that you know, across the house, across the, my backyard there's this other house and they have like eight German shepherds. And I see it right now. It's just barking at the door like, Let me in He's like everyone else is in but me. Let me in. Yeah, literally though. He just walked down the stairs, he's like trying to figure out what's going on. He's all right, the bark is chilled out though. The bark is chilled out though. Well, Excellent. Um for today's games of the good old Champions League. Liverpool, oh, yes. Let's talk about these. I missed them. I was at work. Liverpool handled Benfica pretty easily. 3-1. Um, Konate scored his first goal for Liverpool in the 17th minute. Oh. Um, Sadio Mane then doubled the lead in the 34th 2-0. Thanks to an assist by Luis Diaz. And then the 49th, Darwin Nunez assisted, uh, scored. Um, assisted by Rafa Silva to make it 2-1, a little bit interesting. And then Luis Diaz said, no, 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 and took care of business and scored in the 87th minute. He was just like, I know you guys too well. I came from that league. I'm going to kill you guys. And ended up slaughtering and and probably killing poor old Benfica's uh, chances. Um, And then... I didn't really look at the, the stats for the Man City Atletico game. I just did. Man City ended up winning 1-0 thanks to De Bruyne in the 70th minute. Um, nice. De Bruyne. Man City Atletico had, had like no shots though. Man City had 70% ball possession to 30%. Uh, Atletico Madrid did not register a shot the entire game. That's actually insane. Wow. Not a shot. Simeone really set him apart this bus. Yes. <laughs> and not do anything. The expected nope. goals was 0.93 for City to 0.08 for Atletico Madrid. Not a single shot registered at all. I think Simeone just wants to wait for them to play at home. Yeah, and then actually try to like steal a win. But now they, I mean, I think he was open for the nil, like nil nil. He would have been happy. Oh, nil nil, happy nil nil. He would have walked away with it with a smile on his face, thinking they just won that game for sure. Yeah, easily. Um, I still think it'll be a very good second leg. I feel like it's it's like he he takes the first leg to try to figure out what's going on with the team, and then sets up his second leg for for success. I was actually reading a stat or something. Some headline basically said, I don't know if it's under Simeone only or in general, but Atletico have never lost a knockout stage that they, like, lost the first game by one goal. Oh, wow. So every time they've lost first game by a goal, they've come back and turned it around. Wow. Whoa. Every time? Every time. I think it's only under Simeone. Okay. Well... Sorry, City yeah, I'm fans. pretty sure they did it last year with Liverpool. Sorry, City fans, but uh, you guys are going home. Yeah, not well, this year. That'd be so year. embarrassing. That would be crazy if Simeone just pulls out another masterclass at home another and masterclass, ends up winning yeah. and, and City ends up going home. That would be something. That would be something. Um, predictions for tomorrow's matches. Chelsea against Real Madrid. 
Uh, I think I'm going with... Uh, ah, it's going to be a good game, actually. I don't know. Real Madrid's kind of in a, in a slump of form. Yeah, they, no one's they've been, performing yeah, well. They've been playing at like a mediocre stage, really, right now. Yeah, and they played very bad their first leg against PSG in the, in the round of 16. That's true. Yeah. Um, who's at home tomorrow? Chelsea's at home tomorrow. Yeah, so, I mean, both teams are pretty shit right now. So, um, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm going to say Madrid win, like, 1-0 or 2-1. I'm going to say Madrid win by 1, I think. Yeah, I either see Madrid winning by 1 or just being, a like, a 1-1 draw or something like that. Honestly, not going too yeah. much further. Like, I, I don't see a, a goal fest. Imagine just, like, Chelsea drops 4-4 four, four bomb. <laughs> Imagine it's Lukaku like a, it's like a five, remembers how to play soccer. It's a five. Destroys match. Courtois. It's a five-four match in the end of it, like absolute goal fest. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see it being a low-scoring game and and it just being a like a, a grudge match, really. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it to Madrid though. Yeah, I think Madrid have the edge just because of the class, but I think it's gonna be a close game. Then Villarreal, Bayern Munich, we don't even need to go through that one. Villarreal, obviously. Yeah, six one. You know what? Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Villarreal Bayern. I'm gonna go with the outlier. I'm gonna say the game's gonna end one one. Because Bayern tend to come out real slow in their first games and then suffer a lot of pressure and then they come out crazy. Like they tied Leipzig one one their first game. Like Leipzig was giving them a, a game. And in the second game, they were just like, wait, we're Bayern. Turns out the Terminator. But always, their first game is always a little whack. So, I'm going to say Villarreal, Bayern, 1 1. Yeah, but then, second leg, I'm, I'm going to say Bayern, 8, Villarreal, 2. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're going to come out and just absolutely hammer him. Yeah. I honestly could see it being like a 1-0 game just because I feel like Villarreal, especially at home, are going to play a lot more conservative. And they probably will just be like, you know what, let's just try to go for a draw. Let's try to go for a low-scoring game and not get battered. I feel like that's just better for them, honestly. We have some good yeah, games. Yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah, we have some good games on, um, on Thursday as well, actually. For the good old uh, Europa League. Um, oh yeah, Atalanta play Leipzig. Leipzig? Yeah, you have Atalanta, Leipzig, yeah. Braga, Rangers, Frankfurt, Barca, West Ham, Lyon. All pretty even matches, I think, except for Barca, Frankfurt. But I think like Rangers, Braga is a good matchup. Atalanta, Leipzig are pretty good matchups, and then Lyon, West Ham are also good matchups. Uh, Lyon's gonna win because my Thiago Mendes is gonna be a ninety. That's I, all I gotta say. I, I know they're gonna win because they have the man, the myth, the legend. Pocket God. Exactly. He's fully leaving this summer. Him and Richarlison are both going to new teams. Be ready. They're both going to um, Barcelona. Confirmed. Hello. Um, Pocket okay, back to Milan. Uh, mm, you all you got to change the way you play. <laughs> <laughs> or else my man will not have a good time in Italy again. True. But he is, for wow. Me, uh, the he plays for Brazil is crazy. Yeah, Paqueta to PSG confirmed. That's been a rumor for a long time. I don't think... I, I don't know. Neymar's going to be like, yo, pull up. Paqueta's going to be like, say less. And it'll Richarlison happen. was also allegedly going to PSG like near the, the, like this summer. 
mm-hmm. like but this past summer, sorry. Yeah. But um I mean if, if we'll, well I mean we have to see what happens with the Mbappe saga, right? Yeah, I was like, say, rumors are that he wants to stay. Leaving, then it could possibly happen, but but I could I would I, also see uh, them try to go after like Holland instead, you know. I really hope we see a huge change in PSG this summer. A nice little restructuring, new coach, new players that are not superstars, like actually like build a good team. They definitely need a new coach. Um, that's, yeah. that's the one thing they need to get and, and figure out is they need to revamp their, their coaching structure and everything like that because yeah. it's been abysmal. Absolutely. But I, I don't think Pocketaz the player for them because he needs to he needs to play forward. If they play him, I'm worried they're going to play him like CM, and that's where he gets wasted. That's he right. needs to be with the front, the front three, but do you think or front four, I'm, depending on the formation. I'm thinking the only coach they go for, and the only success I could see them really having with a coach would be Zidane. Yep, and that's the hope. That is the hope. That is the dream. If Paquetas to join, do you think he would play him as like a Modric type, where like he's able to play more forward, mm-hmm. but he's able to? No, he he just like that's just not him. Like he has to be a cam or a center forward or a left wing or a right wing. Okay. Like that CM, he you just don't. That's Milan played him as a CM, and you just don't get the best out of him. Yeah, but that was a bad time for Milan. No, but still, like you just need to give him offensive liberty. Like P, uh, like Brazil, like. Don't even consider playing him like in as the, in the two CMs. It's always Cam or Stryker. Okay. I think Brazil plays him in. Um, and mind you, like he like you know Fred, while he's great hustle, great like Paqueta, like a hundred percent better. But still, he's not just for that position just because like he's he's more of an offensive minded. He's just an offensive talent. Yeah, like he's yeah. really good offensively. Yeah, it's like, smart it's like, his it's movement, like, it's like shooting, his passing, his dribbling. Like, they give him the they give him the freedom to to roam because they have the man, the myth, the legend, Conte behind him. So they're just like, oh, you, wow. can, you can enjoy going up and do your thing. You got the goat behind you. But then when he comes back for Manchester United, they're like, yeah, you got Matis behind you. You got to run back, buddy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I like but- Matis. I think it's going to be a good-ass good summer, though. A very big yeah. summer of transfers. Not only transfers, but, like, restructurings of teams and stuff like that, I feel like, too. A lot of change is going to happen, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. What's well, a big time, because this is, like, the first time that players are able to switch during the summer for, before the World Cup. Like, before it was when like world cup season was around it was yeah it was january transfer window to try to get playing time but now it's like oh i have a whole summer to switch up a team and shit like that so now they have more time they're able yeah. to get their shit together and stuff like that so it should be a lot yeah. more interesting. It should a be lot a of players really need to think about the like minutes they're getting right now and uh exactly. put a lot of work in over the summer yep yeah, because exactly. they really need to, if, if, they, if they're in the fringes, if they're not guaranteed to make the World Cup, they really need to either play for a team that's going to showcase them nicely before it starts for mm-hmm. the first half of the season, or they got to just train and train and train. Like, Rashford's really got to be thinking, like, dude, Rashford could really miss a World Cup. He really could. Um, I feel like he definitely like he's, has to he's, think about a move this, this, this summer. They better, choose, uh, they better choose Tamore for the English national team. I don't know what they're is doing. He, is he even getting called up or not? He better. Has he been called up recently? Do you know? I have no clue. Nah, he's been uh, he's been getting overshadowed, bro. He has not been getting oh, called up. He, I don't think he's going to make it. 
Yeah. Bro, something happened to Thunderbug. Who do they even play? I mean, they all love Maguire. Maguire, Stones. They have Ben White now. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think I think playing outside of England also just like screws him over in a sense, just because, um, you know, yeah, that's the ridiculous, bro. He's such a good player. They played. Uh, I agree with you. Mings as well in the, at the center back position. Yeah, they played Mings, Connor Cody, a guy named Mark uh, Guehi. He's a kid on Crystal Palace. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Ben White. Um, we'll see. We'll see. A lot. A lot of things can happen for South the season. So yeah, excited for it. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good ass summer. A very good summer. I'm excited. And then we have the World Cup in the winter. That's. I hope Milan sign a young striker. They're gonna sign Quagliolera. <laughs> legend icon. Now they're going to sign sound a Ricardo Corazma. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to sign Bologna. And, and are going to lead their, their, their <laughs> <and> Ibra. <laughs> Epic front three. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to need walkers by the end of the season. <laughs> All three of them. Nah, Ibra hasn't even hit his prime yet. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> He's promising. He's promising. I'm telling you, he's a promising player. That Ibrahimovic. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be a big star one day. He is, bro. I'm telling you, he is. When he hits 55. Yeah, around that age. He's, then he's then be, we'll really see Ibra's true form. He's gonna be that Asian, that uh, the Japanese player. Um, what's his name? I don't remember his name, but that that uh, we got him in the, Mas, um, Masur or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one who's. Damn, I forgot about that like guy. 55 and still playing in, in Japan right now. Remember Liam, you said, oh, got Mira. Yeah, we got the SBC. There we Liam we just said, SBC like, Matsur, that young guy who never did anything. And Liam would show me these videos of him when he was, like, 14. What? Not Hakeem Matsur. That's the Not next him. big thing. You know, that was that, that poor guy, bro. I still don't know what happened to him. He posted, like, um, he posted, like, um, like a a letter in his notes, like um iPhone like app, all mm -hmm. in Italian, and a lot of people were like sending hearts and like sad faces, and there was just like one comment with like a hundred likes, like please translate. <laughs> that was me because I'm not translating that, bro. I don't know what you just said. So I hope he's okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He went to he went from Milan. I remember Seedorf played him for like one game. And I think he went on loan and had a falling out or was, like, uh, accused of having a terrible work, work ethic. Mm -hmm. Came back to Milan, didn't work again. I think we tried one more time and sent him to, like, France. Didn't work again. And then Milan were just like, all right, bruh, we'll see oh. you later. <laughs> and I don't know, bro. I don't know what's been going on with him. He had that commercial with Neymar. I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, I, think that I remember on my uh, just the last thing about Hakeem. I remember on yeah, he got the uh, yeah. What about him? Rest in rest in peace, Hakeem Mastor. Well, he's, he's not dead. Yeah, 
He, his career alive. might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his career, career might be. sadly gone, but he is still alive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the career? Gone. I'm not getting any beeps. Yeah, that, that sucker is long gone, sadly. Rest in peace, rest in peace. 20, like, 15 to, like, 2017. <laughs> All right, though, are we, are, we missing any, are we missing anything? He's only 23, that's wild. Yeah, bro, he's the same age as Brahim Diaz. It's like, no, wow. God, he's only 23. He's only 23. Yeah, bro. We've been talking about that dude for 10 years. It's crazy, bro. That bro. commercial came out when he was 14, bro. Bro, that's why we can't be hyping y'all. That's why they can't be hyping up players young, bro. Yeah, like, yeah it's sure. a fact. It's a fact. Um, he crazy. was with Milan from 2014 to 2018. Never made an appearance. Like that Xavi Simones, bro. I don't think he's going to do anything. Plays for PSG, but he's like on their B team. But wow. he's been around like social media for like ever. He, played, he, play, he went to Malaga on loan, played one game, then went to PEC Zwolle on loan, played five games, then went to a team called La Mia, which is uh, the Greek league. Um, for a year and played four games and then went to a team called Regina which is in the Serie B for 2019 to 2021 and played 10 games and now he's on loan at Capri which is in the Serie D league and he has 10 appearances and one goal Wow. So he is currently on loan in the Serie D. And has made one appearance for Morocco in 2015. And that was it. Yeah. Crazy. Spicy. Uh, R.I.P. to that uh, career. That, one, that one's gone. Yeah. No chance there, sadly. And, At least not to look up to the hype. And Xavi and Simone plays... He's on the bench every game now. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> you know he's not. <laughs> well, the issue... We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll play my song. The, the issue is this man named Pochettino. Yeah? Like, they're playing for nothing. But, you might as well... But I heard... Him. I heard Barca let him go because they felt like he wasn't that good. Like, the only reason he has all this hype is because, like, he was able to build that social media account of it. Like, he had, like, a lot of followers on Instagram since he was younger, but, like... Possibly, yeah. He did not translate to, like, a solid adult player. Right. He's, like, slow and... I mean, we'll see. I feel like you literally got, like, ten games left or eight games left, whatever it is. You might as well just start playing, like, the B team. Like there's no point in playing. Like you got, you already. No, 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 no. The, the starters need to play to, to keep their form. Well, I get it, but I'm saying um, like the midfielders, you can you can throw Paredes in the bench for like three games and have Xavi yeah. play and, and have like some of these younger guys play a few games because there's no reason to not play them, especially now. Definitely come off the bench every game. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Especially now with the fact that you've already the titles wrapped pretty up, pretty much wrapped up the title. There's nothing yeah. else to play for. Like you might as well start using these young kids that you have on the bench and playing them a little bit, you know, like fuck it. 
Yeah. Stay tuned for uh, Flamengo's next export to, to Europe. His name is Lazaro. Matthew, Matthew. We suck right now, but he don't. Matthew. That boy's got like eight assists in like ten games. Yeah. Matthew Zeno. He's going to be going to Flamengo to no. Madrid soon. No, Matthew Zeno is not good. Matthew Actually, Zeno. yes, Madrid, buy him. Yes, Matthew 12 million euros. <laughs> we'll take him for 2 million more than Milan paid for Lodoarte. I think that's a really good deal. Um, apparently, we're not going to buy Andres Barrera anymore, and I hope it's true. Um, other, I think like uh, other teams, particularly in France, are looking at him. Mm. And so we're just going to tell United, hey, <laughs> we don't want him. You sell him somewhere else. <laughs> Even though we agreed to them, agreed with them verbally that we'd sign him. But like, he sucks. And he gave he lost us the title. So. Yeah, that's fair. No thanks. Anyways, uh, Real Madrid by Matthew Zeno. He's nasty. No, but they're looking at one of those midfielders we have is like 17 named Matthew France. That's the translation. His name is Matthias Franza, which just translates to Matthew France. It's Matthew from France, and Real Madrid is going to buy him for right. 80 million euros. Yeah, well, they're going <laughs> to buy Matthew Zeno with him for 95. Nice. Matthew Zeno is still going to be the next Danny Alves. I wish. Jeez. He is. That'd be great. He is. He's leading Flamengo into the World Cup, so. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. We love Real Madrid playing 80 million for... Unknown Brazilian talents. Unknown, yeah. <laughs> it's been working out pretty well. Vinny is finally a hit. I think Rodrigo is on his way to being a hit. Um, and then Rainier, I mean, they're just, I don't know why they loaned him to Dortmund for him to get absolutely zero playing time. He should have gone to like a really shitty team or like maybe a second division team. Like somewhere where he's, he just spent the last two years of his career on the bench. And it's just like, dude, that that's the worst thing you can do to a young player. Yeah, so literally. I don't know what they're doing there. We'll see if maybe he resurges, but I think his career might have been killed just off off those two years of doing nothing. Um, he's got to go somewhere else. Send him to like a shitty little team that needs him. Yeah, like an like an Arsenal or something. No, he wouldn't even. He would sit on the bench at Arsenal too. Uh, like Manchester United. Oh. Yep, United's a good one. Bruno Fernandez trash, so... Yeah, can agree more. <laughs> Everton need him. <laughs> Everton wanted to sign him. Come on, Merhal said no. Wow. And then he went to Dortmund, where he's been Holland's freaking... Bitch. He's supposed to, he was benched to Holland, and then Holland got injured, and then, like, they just put every other player on the team sheet at striker instead of him. <laughs> so... Yeah, they said, oh, let's get Donny Malin. Yeah. Instead of uh, instead of no, what like that that fourteen year old started playing for them or whatever his I forgot his name Mukuku. Uh, yeah. So then like he became yeah. third string striker behind Mukuku, and then Mukuku started sucking. So they started playing like Julian Brandt and stuff. Yeah. And just like bro. <laughs> just say you don't. Real really. Real had an problem. option to bring him back and send him somewhere else. And they're like, nah. We'll keep you there. <laughs> we'll keep him there on the bench, doing absolutely nothing. Sitting there, depreciating. Yeah, so stupid. I mean, Flamengo will take him back. It was nasty. 
Flamingo really be bringing out mad players. That's crazy. <laughs> Fluminense is better than us at it. I think Fluminense and Palmeiras are two teams that are like really consistently pumping out talent at a ridiculous rate. Um, yeah, now Fluminense had um, first of all like Marcelo and Thiago Silva came from Fluminense. Oh, Thiago Silva! Um, I thought Thiago Silva was Flamingo. No, nah, no, nah, he's Fluminense. They're known for having, like, a crazy... And they always shit... Like, Richarlison came out of there. Um, I know y'all don't rate him too highly just yet, but Jerison came out of there. Um, a lot of these players playing in, like, England. So, like, Joao Pedro for Watford was there. Um, there's a player on Marseille named Luis Enrique who just went there. The left back playing for... Monaco's left back. They send out, like, a lot of young Brazilians. You end up being, like, average to, like better than average Brazilians in Europe. So I think they, they do a really good job. Sao Paulo has sent a couple, Palmeiras sent a lot. Sao Paulo sent a couple like Anthony and um, David Neres, our big Sao Paulo exports. Lucas was an OG one, but now he's like old, plays for Tottenham. <laughs> but um, all we've done recently, I think the only big players we've sent out are Pakatan Vinny, but I guess, you know, they're the biggest right now. So we're looking real good. Not bad. Hopefully we keep chucking it out. Tell you this new this Matthew Franz kid. He's the next one allegedly. Don't forget about Leo. Who? That's that that he didn't come out of us. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. Uh, it's Leonardo da Vinci. He's Italian. Uh, he, uh, oh, okay, my fault, my fault. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Nah, I don't even know where he's at, dude. He's, he's, you know, he was decent for us, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He was just decent for Brazil level, but that man went to Serie A. He did not know what he was doing, bro. That man has zero tactical knowledge <laughs> or speed or anything, for that matter. Thanks for the 10 million. I, 100%. Yeah, stop. 100, no, it was 100% part of the pocket time deal, bro. Y'all just didn't want to be seen splashing that much on pocket time. Y'all threw us an extra bone because there's no way. He's still on AC Milan technically, but he's playing for uh, um, Besiktas right now. Mm. In Istanbul, he's played. He's played every game for them so far. That's not bad. Good yeah, good for him. Okay. Good for him. Still the shadiest deal in all the shady deals. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly yes. Yeah. 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 Let's see, Super League. They're sitting right outside of top four. Let's see, how has he been playing for them? Besiktar right outside top four? Yeah. Uh, 27 matches so far for them. Doesn't look bad for them. He started, he's played 27, he started 25. What place is my boy in? They're in fifth. Okay. Okay. Always keep track on him, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know. You know. Sure. Sure. Where's uh Balotelli in right now? Balotelli. Adana. I know. I'm saying what what place? Adana Sport. You follow up on your boys, you know. You just said fifth. 
No, I meant your boy Duarte is in fifth. Uh, oh, Altelli's like in 8th or ninth or something. Now they're in 6th. Isn't they in 6th? No. They're in six. They went up since last I checked on him. They're in 6th thanks to the god uh, Loic Remy. Oh, yeah, it's a name I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> uh, didn't he play Loic Remy? Remy is not a Donna? Yeah. Whoa! No. When did they did he play for Milan, Liam? Nah. Huh? He never played for Milan? Remy? Remy, no, but bro, you he know played for Chelsea. Times, yeah, you know how many Chelsea. times Remy played for my career mode Milan, bro? I'm <laughs> weak. Dude, I used to pack Basically, played for Milan, bro. The amount of times I signed Remy. Dude, we used to use some real garbage players in our FIFA Ultimate teams back in the day, bro. Yep. Good times. What was, what was his rating? I think he was just fast. That's why we yeah, all played was, him. Remy like, was just quick. Remy, yeah, bro. He was, was rapid. during that time where it wasn't all about speed, too. It was about the physicality, and that man was built like a tank, so we were able to use him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, we used to use his FIFA 14. Yeah. Chelsea card, 91. Chelsea. Yep. Mm, and then his FIFA 15, 90 pace, 80 striker. And his FIFA 16... 90 pace, 81 striker. That dude was not good. What? I remember he got a card, like some kind of flashback, 85, I believe. I think I was Yeah, FIFA 20. Yeah, I got that one. That one was spicy. For real. Uh-huh. What kills me is in FIFA 17, he had 89 pace, and then something happened in 2017 to 2018 because they dropped his ass down to 76 pace. Oh, God. Very next FIFA. Whoa. They said he no sir. His leg or something, bro. Nah, it must have been, bro. I don't know what happened. He lost the man, something. though. Yeah, that man lost a lot. Yeah. Remy and Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, I used Ramirez. to buy Ramirez. Ramirez was actually good. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Ramirez was nice. <laughs> good times. All right, should we call it? I think that's it. William. Thank you. For hearing us chat. <laughs> I've been your host. Liam McGowan. Liam Duarte. And uh, <laughs> thanks for coming to my TED Talk on why we did not funnel money into a Brazilian militia. Uh, <laughs> Alright. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say about it. <laughs> I don't either, honestly.